Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to Tech Stuff, a production from iHeartRadio. Hey there, and welcome to Tech Stuff. I'm your host, Jonathan Strickland. I'm an executive producer with iHeartRadio. And how the tech are you? So I threatened, uh, sorry, I mean, uh, I, I mentioned last week that I planned to do an episode about logic gates which lie at the heart of computer processing. So today we're going to do a quick overview of logic gates and what they do. And originally I was going to run reruns this week because I'm actually on vacation as you listen to this. But uh, I had a little extra pizzazz in my step that I'll talk about in a second. But yeah, let's talk about logic gates and what they do. And first up, you should know that logic gates are based off of Boolean algebra. This branch of math was invented by the guy that it was named after. George Algebra. Just kidding. His, his name was George Boole. Boole was born in England in 1815, as so many were. He died 49 years later in Ireland, and I can understand why. I guess this is where I should mention I'm writing this episode while under the influence of Advil PM because I grabbed the wrong tablets while trying to treat a headache. So that's going to be a factor for the rest of this episode, just letting you know. Anyway, George Boole helped establish symbolic logic, which, by the way, I, I loved that subject in college. It was a math course that I excelled at. In fact, um, I would only show up 
to class on Thursdays and Fridays. We met every day of the week, but there was no attendance policy. So Thursday, I would show up to find out which chapters that the professor had gone over. And then Friday, I would show up because there was a a quiz for that week's lessons. And uh, symbolic logic made so much sense to me that I could just show up on Thursday to see which chapters I needed to read, show up Friday and do the work. And I aced that class. Now, this is not to say that I'm a genius. I am not. Just for some reason or another, symbolic logic clicked with me in a way that a lot of subjects never did. Anyway, symbolic logic would become a fundamental foundation for digital circuits years later. My guess is he didn't know that was going to happen because computers weren't a thing yet. So what had happened was Bull mostly learned mathematics all on his own. He received some tutoring from his father, who was a, a tradesman, and he did go to a couple of schools, but no, no like secondary formal education. Mainly he was self-taught and he actually began teaching around various schools in his region when he was just 16 years old, not only because he was brilliant, but also because it was necessary. His father's business had slowed down and his family needed the income. So the gig economy has been around for a while, I guess is what I'm saying. In the 1840s, Boole submitted papers to the Cambridge Mathematical Journal on subjects ranging from differential equations to calculus, you know, light reading. In 1847, he published a work titled The Mathematical Analysis of Logic Being an Essay Toward a Calculus of Deductive Reasoning. This landed him a university teaching gig, even though he had never earned a college degree of his own. In 1845, he published a further treatment of his ideas titled An Investigation into the Laws of Thought on Which Are Founded the Mathematical Theories of Logic and Probabilities. Real page turner. In 1846, he married Mary Everest, the daughter of Mount Everest. Okay, wait, no, sorry. No, she was the daughter of George Everest. It's just that Mount Everest is named after George Everest. That's actually true. Uh, got a little confused there. Sorry, I'm blaming the Advil PM at this point. Boole used mathematical symbols to represent logical arguments and showed that by encoding an argument as a series of equations, one could check to see if the argument was sound or not, if it were true or if it were false. So, for example... Maybe you were saying something like, all cats are mammals. Old Greg is a cat. Therefore, old Greg is a mammal. Well, you could actually represent those statements as equations, and then you could solve to show that the conclusion is contained within the premises. So if the premises contain the conclusion and everything lines up, you would say it's logically sound. It is a true argument. However, if you said, all cats are mammals, Old Greg likes to sip Baileys out of a shoe. Therefore, Old Greg is a mammal. Well, that wouldn't fly because you haven't established that Old Greg is a cat or any other kind of mammal for that matter. He's Old Greg. So what does this have to do with computers? Well, Old Greg will have nothing to do with computers, probably because he lives at the bottom of a lake and his computer would short circuit immediately. But Boolean logic would underpin the concept of logic gates which in turn would allow a computer to process information in a meaningful way. And this brings us to the concept of actual logic gates. PCMag.com defines logic gates as, quote, a collection of transistors and resistors 
that implement Boolean logic operations in a digital circuit. Logic gates have one or two zero or one inputs, but only one zero or one output, as in the following examples, which they then list. To continue the quote, transistors make up gates, gates make up circuits, and circuits make up electronic systems, end quote. So a typical logic gate usually accepts two inputs and produces a single output, and that output is based both upon the nature of the inputs and the nature of the gate itself. I say typically because, of course, there are exceptions, but for the purposes of simplicity, we're mainly focusing on the typical example of two inputs enter, one output leaves. So yeah, I am going Thunderdome with these rules. The output that a logic gate produces, like I said, depends both upon the value of the inputs and the type of logic gate that we're talking about. So you can think of logic gates being kind of like a physical gate that leads into, say, a courtyard. And this particular gate has a bouncer standing outside of it. The bouncer enforces the rules. So you come up to the gate, and if you meet certain criteria, the bouncer lets you through. And if you do not meet the criteria, the bouncer turns you away. This analogy isn't perfect, because really, the logic gates allow a value to pass through no matter what. It's just what value is that going to be? Will it be a zero or will it be a one? So the bouncers and circuits are electronic components and the rules depend upon the type of gate. And we are talking physical structures here in a circuit. We are actually talking about transistors and resistors. So the way the gates work uh, is dependent upon voltage. So each input can have one of two values. Either zero volts is applied to the input, which would then represent an input of zero, or five positive volts are inputted into that input, and then that represents a one. Uh, the output produces a value of either zero volts, so a zero in logic, or five volts, again, meaning a one in logic. Now, if we're just talking two inputs, you can have four possible combinations, right? So each input can have one of two states, either a zero or a one. And if we start to group these two inputs together, that gives us four potential combos. You could have both input A and input B be zero. So that's one value. Or you could have both of them be one. That's a second value. Or you could have input A be zero. Input B is one. That's a third value. Or you could have input A be one and input B is zero. That's your fourth value. So four possible combinations, zero, 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 one, one, zero, or one, one. Now those are the basics. When we come back, we're going to talk about the different kinds of logic gates, and we'll build from the most basic to the more complicated. But first, let's take this quick break to thank our sponsor. Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. 
Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There is still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI and Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more, while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back. So now we're going to talk about logic gates. And the first one up is the AND logic gate. The AND logic gate will produce a one result as the output only if both inputs are also one. So if input A is one and input B is one, then the output is also one. Any other combination, whether it's 0, 0, 0, 1, or 1, 0, will have an output of 0. So an AND gate will produce a 1 if both inputs are also 1. Next up, we've got the OR gate. This one will produce a 0 output if both inputs are also 0. So any other combination will create a 1 output. It's kind of the opposite of the AND gate in many ways. Then we have the exclusive OR which is agreed not to date other people. I'm sorry, that's the nighttime Advil talking. Uh, the exclusive OR, aka XOR, produces a 1 only if one input is a 1 and the other one is a 0. So if you have 1, 0, or 0, 1 as the inputs, that produces a 1 output. The 0, 0, and 1, 1 inputs would produce a 0 output. I know this starts getting confusing, but this is just for the purposes of explaining the different types of logic gates. Next up, we've got the logical inverter. So a logic inverter is someone who stands Mr. Spock on his head. No, I'm, actually, no, it's a not gate. And this only has a single input. So it's one of those exceptions I was talking about a few moments ago. 
So an inverter does exactly what you would expect. It produces an output that's the opposite of the input. So if you have a one coming into a not gate, a zero is coming out or vice versa. Now we're going to get into a few gates that combine some of the more simple versions into something a little more sophisticated. So first up, we've got the NAND gate, the N-A-N-D gate. This behaves as if it is an AND gate immediately followed by a NOT gate. So the NAND gate will create a zero output only if both inputs are one. So one one creates a zero output. Any other combination would produce a one output. Then we have the NOR gate, which is an OR gate followed by an inverter. It will only produce a one if both inputs are zero. So zero, zero creates a one output. Every other combination creates a zero output. Now let's go crazy Broadway style. We got the exclusive NOR or XNOR gate, which will produce an output of one if both inputs are the same. So a zero, zero input will create a one output, but then so will a one, one input. Now a one zero or a zero one input, that would create a zero. So yes, I know that sounded like a lot of zeros and ones, but that's what we've got to work with. And these logic gates are what make up digital circuits. You can combine them in all sorts of different configurations, with the only real limit being that we are talking about physical structures producing these outputs, right? We are talking about actual transistors and resistors. So eventually you do start to run out of physical space. So they do take up space, very little space, because these are very, very, very tiny components, but they do take up space. You also run into issues like how much heat you're producing when you're providing power to the circuit. So that can also be a limiting factor, but otherwise you can get into lots of complex orientations and configurations. Now, the cool thing about this is you could actually write out the string of logic gates that your circuits follow, though you would need an awful lot of paper to do anything like a modern circuit. You could do it, however. The point is that logic gates represent specific rules, and these rules determine the output produced based upon the input received, and that's the very basic foundation of digital computers, though obviously it gets a lot more complicated from there. But that's something I'll just have to tackle on a day when I'm not on Advil PM, uh, which is not a sponsor, I should add. It's just the reason this episode turned out the way it did. So my apologies on that one. Anyway, that's the basics of logic gates. You can get a lot more detailed, as I said, and I know it gets really confusing hearing all those ones and zeros. I recommend looking up truth tables for different logic gates so that you can get a better understanding. It helps me, at least when I'm able to see visualizations of this in various charts. And that lets me get a better understanding of, of what output you're going to get based upon the input going in. But yeah, this is like the core foundation of processing. So you, you combine that with the element of binary information where your values can either be a zero or one, then you start grouping bits together to make more meaningful representations of info. Couple that with the process of logic gates and you start to see how computers actually start physically handle this information in the form of, of voltages. It's really incredible. Like when you start to break it down, because it, we, we deal with such an abstraction of what computers are doing when we're running any program, right? We're just focusing on whatever the program does. We're not necessarily thinking, 
what is going on at the circuit level to make this happen? Well, logic gates are really the, the basis for that. So I hope this was interesting. I'm sure it was at least cringe worthy and, and <laughs> maybe entertaining as well due to my um, addled state. Thanks to the nighttime medication I accidentally took. And it's still doing a number on me, y'all. I've had two full cups of coffee to push through this. Uh, so blame my foolish on, on grabbing the first uh, headache medicine that I wasn't within reach for me to deal with my headache. That's the reason. All right. We've got a couple more new episodes this week before we get into rerun territory. I've got a new episode for tomorrow and for Wednesday. So hope you enjoy those. They will also be on the shorter side, which was necessary for me to be able to get everything done before I headed off on vacation. And uh, I hope you are all well. I hope I'm well right now. I should be kind of leaning back in a hammock in the Blue Ridge Mountains somewhere, hopefully at this point, unless the weather's terrible, which is probably will be. And in that case, I'll just be inside watching the rain. Either way, sounds good to me. And I will talk to you again really soon. Tech Stuff is an iHeartRadio production. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.